Hi, my name's India. This is Be More Orca, Buck the Menopause. Now, I'm not a medic, or an expert, or a celebrity. I'm just going through it myself. I was totally blindsided by my symptoms. I knew nothing about this stage of my life. And then I discovered neither did any of my friends. So I'm on a mission to find out everything I can, explore every avenue to help us manage our symptoms and get our lives back on track. Until it hit me, the menopause didn't even cross my mind. It was something vaguely off in the distance. I didn't give it a second thought. I had enough day-to-day troubles to think about. I hadn't a clue what was happening, and that really shocked me. Then it lit a fire in me like I've never known. I'm not usually someone who feels that they have to speak up. I'm ashamed to admit that I've never actually been on a protest or a march, even for things that I really believe in. Yet suddenly here I was with this burning desire to make sure other women weren't as clueless as me. It's been my waking thought and the last thought to go through my head at night and quite often at 3am in the morning. You've got to love insomnia. I'm passionate things have to change. We need to support each other while we're going through it. Bring it out of the shadows. No more suffering in silence. And thanks to the likes of Davina, the conversation has definitely started and that's amazing. I even heard her on the Tannoy in Sainsbury's the other day and that wouldn't have happened five years ago. But we've still got a long way to go. Every woman goes through the menopause. We owe it to each other to be open about it. And that's why I'm here talking to you now. That's what Be More Orca is about. So why Be More Orca? What have killer whales got to do with my menopause? Well, it turns out more than you'd think. It's rare to have a menopause in the animal world. It's basically us, certain types of whales, and a few aphids. But Be More Aphid? Nah, didn't work. Female orcas go through their menopause at about 40 to 50 years old, like us. They then go on to live another 40 or 50 years as we're starting to. But they live in a matriarchal society, which realises their worth. They know that because they're no longer reproductive, they have the freedom to pass on their knowledge and skills and they become the leaders of their communities or pods. We need to embrace this ethos. We need to be more orca. Yes, our society is youth-obsessed, but it's up to us to reclaim our worth. I'm not prepared to fade to grey, pull up a wing-back chair and wait for death just because my ovaries have stopped producing oestrogen. Are you? The menopause can be a tricky time, so we need accurate, up-to-date information. Then we can make informed decisions about our own bodies. Over the coming weeks, I'm going to be chatting to our resident menopause specialist, Dr. Katie Barber, about symptoms, HRT, alternatives to HRT, GP training, and so much more. I'll be talking to experts in acupuncture, nutrition, exercise, on how to make our workplace menopause-friendly, and in all areas surrounding our menopause. Because let's be honest, it can impact every aspect of our lives. I'll also be chatting to inspirational celebrities, our orcas, women proving that life out the other side is worth celebrating. But most importantly, I'm going to be chatting to groups of mates, women who are energetic, vibrant, funny and at the top of their games, 
but who, like us, are going through it to find out what does and doesn't work for them in the real world. I know it can be a scary thought to open up to people about what you're going through, but I promise it really helps. So I thought I'd get the ball rolling and tell you a bit about me. I've just turned 48. I'm married. I've got two boys, four and eight. That's their ages, by the way, not their names. Haven't gone all Kim Kardashian on them. And symptoms hit me, I suppose, 18 months ago. And they utterly floored me, you know. But it's really easy, isn't it, to brush them off as just, you know, the stresses and strains of modern life. You know, the joys of being a woman and trying to have it all. And mine were all the mental ones. So I didn't have any physical symptoms. I think I might have put two and two together a bit quicker if I'd had hot flushes or something that you instantly recognise as menopausal. But mine was all the sort of low-level anxiety, really low mood constantly crying, inability to finish a sentence or find words. You know, the brain fog was just the worst, I think. That's what struck me the most. And I just put them all down to something else. I suffer quite badly from the should thing. You know, I should be able to cope with juggling everything in my life. Everyone else seems to be able to do it and seems to be living a much happier life than me. I should be able to find joy in homeschooling. What's wrong with me? Why can't I? Of course I'm exhausted. Uh, My two-year-old is getting me up three or four times a night, so no wonder I'm crying all the time and feel dreadful and overwhelmed. You know, my feelings of inadequacy are probably because I've started a new job. You know, we can just brush them all aside as something else. And we do that, don't we? Well, I certainly do that. I don't take my troubles seriously. I put myself way down the pecking order. Everyone else's troubles are far more important than mine. Now, when I look back with hindsight, I think symptoms probably started a lot earlier. I um, had my second son when I was 43. And I was charmingly called geriatric with my first son. So by the time I was 43, you know, I was off the cliff edge, as they kept saying. And we struggled to get pregnant. And I remember going for tests and they sat me down and said, you've got two follicles and your egg reserve is non-existent. And I panicked and thought, two follicles? Does that mean I've got like two more periods and then that's it? And obviously that wasn't the case. But no one at that point said the word menopause or perimenopause, as I now know. I didn't even know that term at that time. But no one mentioned it to me. And you now think, well, you know, maybe that was the start of things. If my follicles were so low and my egg reserve was so low, maybe I was coming towards menopause. I don't know. So we eventually got pregnant, obviously. But I'm loath to admit it, but I actually really struggled to connect with my second son. You know, not like I had with my first. And, you know, love him though I do, he was a trickier baby. He didn't sleep through the night until he was four. He had tantrums that were off the scale. And in my darker moments, I thought, is this a touch of postnatal depression? But obviously I didn't say that to 
anyone, didn't even really acknowledge it in myself, let alone talk to anyone about it or get help. And, you know, I wasn't sleeping, as I said. And so, of course, I thought, you know, lack of sleep is a known torture form. No wonder I'm feeling utter, utter despair and totally overwhelmed by every aspect of my life. And I really struggled to find any joy. You know, everything was a chore and I was at the end of my tether constantly. And then lockdown happened, which obviously just compounded everything. And as my husband says, you know, he didn't find a huge amount of joy in homeschooling the boys either. But then I got to a point where I wasn't just struggling for words. I was incapable of finishing any sentence. You know, my husband would say, where are the keys? And I'd go, they're on the, um, oh, you know, the thing under the, oh, the thing under the, with the pane of glass in it, a window, they're on the windowsill. And you could hear my family just collectively sigh as I was struggling to get my synapses to work. And I was shouting at everyone about the slightest thing. Now, I admit I still do have quite a bad temper and I'm not great in the early mornings, let's put it that way. So I'm not sure I can blame all of the temper on my hormones, but it was definitely getting worse. And I was bursting into tears. At the slightest thing, you know, not just charity ads, which still get me. And you look back with hindsight, don't you? And you just think, oh my God, look what I've become. But at the time, you're just in it. And you're just putting one foot in front of the other. And it's just your life. And it felt shit. But what could you do? You just had to carry on. And I didn't think of it as having an external reason. I just thought that I wasn't coping and I wasn't the mother I thought I was going to be. Now, I remember one particular day when my youngest was off nursery with suspected COVID again, and I was really struggling all day. I just felt so low. And I, again, put that down to the fact that I was at home with my youngest. He was being difficult, you know, and I kept having to go into the kitchen and cry and like floods of tears. And I was trying to hide it from him because I just thought, what's going on with me? And on one of these various crying spells in the kitchen, I just thought, this is crazy. And so I did an e-consultation for my GP because it's quicker than ringing them. I don't know what made me do the menopause one. Obviously, things were starting to formulate in my head. I can't remember now, but something made me do the menopause one. And actually, it was really very good. And I felt low all day. And at 5.30, I was making the boys' tea, so chopping carrots in the kitchen. And suddenly, bing, oh, I felt, I felt good again. And it was like, oh, great. Oh, that's good. That's lifted. Oh, no, if that's not a mood swing, I don't know what is. You know, those are your cast iron menopausal symptoms, aren't they? Hot flushes, mood swings. So I thought, oh, oh, maybe this is. And I started to join the dot. 
months. So I went on my trusty next day delivery service. I think we all know who I mean. We don't need to give him any more trillions. And I typed in menopause books and up popped preparing for the perimenopause and menopause by Dr. Louise Newson. Now, at the time, I had no idea who she was. And I don't think I even looked at who had written the book. I just thought, oh, right, okay. My friend had mentioned the word perimenopause to me. And I thought, yeah, I've still got my period. So that's the one I want. And it arrived. And I was so grateful it was really short because I hadn't read anything longer than the back of a Calpol bottle for like eight years. And I was reading this book. And suddenly, everything was making sense. Everything was resonating with me. And I thought, oh, it's the bloody menopause. It was like a light bulb moment. So I went to my GP and he suggested we do some blood tests. And I was waiting for the results and he finally called me back. When I was in B&Q, I mean, I kid you not, the most testosterone fueled place I could possibly find myself. And I answered the phone and he said, is this a good time to talk? And I thought, if I say no, I have no idea when you're going to call back. So I said, yes. So I was standing next to the power tools, divulging the most intimate details of my menstrual cycle and my family history about, you know, cancer and breast cancer and ovarian cancer. And all these ashen-faced men were walking past me, resolutely looking at the floor. And I probably should have gone to my car to have the conversation, but it just didn't occur to me at the time. So my GP said straight away, would I consider HRT? Obviously, my test results were so conclusive. My two follicles that I had four years previously had obviously shut up shop a long time ago. Now, my sister had spoken to me previously about HRT and the benefits with osteoporosis. And apparently we have a family history of that. She didn't know and she didn't go on HRT. And then she was told that her bone density was starting to fade and she really wished she'd gone on HRT. And when I spoke to mum about it, my mum said, oh, yeah, yeah, granny's spine collapsed towards the end, which, don't worry, that is just my mum's gross exaggeration, but did make me think, and you never thought to mention this to us. So I'm very grateful to my sister. So it was already in my head that I would probably think about HRT for that reason. So I said, yeah, OK, I'll think about it. And he very kindly sent me some information and some pros and cons, which were from the Balance app, I now know. And they were really good. And he suggested I have a marina coil fitted, the contraception side of it as well. Uh, also, it works as the progesterone part of your HRT. So I went and did that. I assumed I could just go to my local GP to get that done. You know, that the nurse there, lovely nurse there would do it, like she does my smears and things like that. But no, 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 no. There are very few places that you can go and get your marina coil fitted. So that to me is crazy. So I had that fitted, but I didn't put the patches on straight away. Now, I don't really know why I didn't. Maybe it was the copy of War and Peace that fell out when you looked at the uh, side effects and things like that. Or maybe it was just a feeling that I was somehow cheating by resorting to HRT. Again, the should. I should be able to do this naturally. I should be able to cope. I'm being pathetic if I can't just push on through this. And I remember the day I finally put my patch on. It was an awful Saturday. It was sort of beginning of December, so uh, it was rainy and dark. I'd spent the entire day hating my family. Now, I'm obviously not proud of that fact, but it's the truth. And I'd been screaming at the boys, and I was just at the end of my tether, beyond the end of my tether. And they were probably doing nothing more than just cocking about and not getting into bed when I wanted them to. 
And on this particular occasion, I just walked out. I walked out, slammed the door, and I just walked. I walked and walked on the streets round my town like some crazy woman. And I was in uncontrollable floods. I mean, chest-racking sobs. I must have looked appalling, but I really didn't give a shit. I just walked and walked and walked, and I went through feelings of utter, utter guilt that I had become this appalling mother. And I was scarring my beautiful boys, and they didn't deserve me, and it was better if I wasn't around, and my whole family must hate me. This isn't the woman that I thought I was going to be, and this certainly isn't the mother that I wanted to be. And then I carried on walking, and I went through, actually, do you know what? No, this isn't all down to me. They're bloody difficult at the moment, and I'm not getting the support from my husband, and, like, this isn't my fault, actually, Sod them. This isn't me. Why am I just blaming me? And then I went back through to guilt and feelings of remorse and I just went round and round and round. And then after about 45 minutes, I finally like ran out of steam and just walked home. And I walked into our bedroom and obviously the boys were already in bed and my husband was sitting on the bed silent. Now, it was very sensible of him not to say anything, obviously, but I took his silence to be him seething with anger at the fact that I'd just stormed out and not helped him put our devil children to bed. But I didn't say anything. I walked straight to my bedside table. I opened the drawer. I pulled out a patch and I slapped it on. I remember thinking, enough is enough. This isn't me. I can't do this. Something has to help. And about three days later... I just suddenly started to feel like a cloud was lifting and I suddenly started to feel myself again. Now, I know that's extraordinary and I know that not everyone has that sort of instantaneous feeling of difference and it can take a while to juggle things. And obviously, you know, I'm a year on now in my HRT and I do think things are improving even more. But it was an extraordinary difference really quite quickly. And I know I wouldn't be sitting here doing this. Certainly wouldn't have the ability to remember any words. I just felt like a weight had been lifted and I just started to feel like me again. And that was really important. I admit that was a pretty dark time, but weirdly it's led me to a much more positive place. Being that low gave me the kick up the arse I needed to take stock of my life. I realised I needed to try and drag myself slightly higher up my list of priorities. HRT has massively helped me. It's given me my clarity back and taken away the constant feeling of being overwhelmed. But obviously, it's not a magic wand. It doesn't mean that life is suddenly all rosy and Instagram perfect. (sighs) Far from it. If you're like me, then the barrage of information can be overwhelming and slightly intimidating. It becomes yet another should, another stick to beat ourselves with. I know I should be giving up booze and coffee and sugar. I should be exercising more and not looking at my phone for an hour before going to bed. But it can feel impossible to achieve and hold down a normal, busy life. I find myself muttering, well, I'd probably have rock-hard abs and perfect skin if I had a personal trainer and private chef. 
as I sit on my sofa and reach for another glass of wine. So I'm determined to find out how we can help ourselves in the real world. The menopause is daunting for so many of us because we don't know what to expect. Once we're armed with accurate, up-to-date information, we can become experts in our own menopause. There is no right or wrong, no one-size-fits-all. It's just personal choice. Society tends to pit us against each other as women. Did you have a natural childbirth or an epidural? Did you breast or bottle feed? Natural menopause or HRT? Oh, let's stop. That's what Be More Orca is all about. Find out what works best for you and embrace it. Talking to one another is vital, so we realise we're not alone. We're not going mad. We're all in this together, no matter how we choose to deal with our symptoms. Next time, I'll be chatting to a group of mates about having your symptoms mansplained, magic menopause mushrooms, the hilarious realities of progesterone pessaries, and so much more. If you want to join in, head to bemoreorcapod.co.uk. You'll find our pod forum, full of women just like you, finding the funny in what we're all going through and sharing stories so we never have to feel like we're going it alone again.